if you live in Illinois, you know it's been raining outside. It's been raining a lot. But if you make your living as a farmer in Illinois, just how bad has this wet spring been? From the ag sector, this could have the potential to be an extreme disaster. Hello, and welcome to Capital Cast, a podcast of Capital News Illinois. I'm Peter Hancock. Today, we'll hear from John Sullivan, director of the Illinois Department of Agriculture, talking about this historically wet spring, what it means for the state's economy, and what, if anything, state government can do to help affected communities recover. We'll also talk with Capital News Illinois reporter Jerry Nowicki about other state political news of the past week and what to look for as Governor J.B. Pritzker sorts through the mountain of bills awaiting his signature. The state of Illinois endured a bitterly cold winter this year. That was immediately followed by a historically wet spring. So wet, in fact, farmers have had a tough time just getting crops in the ground. Illinois Department of Agriculture Director John Sullivan says hundreds of thousands of farm acres will probably go unplanted this year, and that could have ripple effects throughout the state's economy. We sat down with Director Sullivan to talk about what has already become a natural disaster throughout much of the Midwest, and we started off by asking him how big of a farming disaster the state of Illinois is now facing. And I actually had a, had a conversation, uh, I guess, later, late last week with Governor Pritzker. We actually had this discussion, and I, and I told him, and I think all oh, the farmers out here know this that are listening, but to the rest of the public, we are not going to know what the extent of this disaster is until after harvest. We don't know what, kind of a, what the rest of the growing season is going to be like. It's going to be too much moisture or not enough moisture. And, of course, the biggest factor, especially on these late planted crops, especially with regard to corn, is when that first killing frost comes. And if that comes early, it's, it's going to really impact those, uh, those late, uh, late planted, that late planted corn. And, of course, it will affect those beans that are going in the ground as well. Uh, so from the ag sector, this could have the potential to be an extreme disaster. If we get some good growing conditions, it's still going to be a disaster, but certainly not, uh, not to the... Uh, you know, not to the level of being extreme. From the consumer standpoint, I think what, what could end up happening is that, and it may take a while for it to actually get to the grocery store, but we could see certainly uh, rising food, food costs. Uh, if, if the price of grain, because of the shortage of grain, prices of grain go up, uh, that's eventually going to make its way through the food chain and into the grocery store. So there we could see some increased prices there. Agriculture clearly is a big part of the overall economy. Uh, farmers make money. They spend the money buying machinery, buying equipment, just being consumers. Is farm income going to be down? Absolutely. Yeah, you bring up a real good point there because it's a, it's a you know kind of a domino effect, if you will. So farmers, I mean, let's start right at the uh, at the farm level and and the dealers that the farmers work with. So seed dealers. You know, there's going to be hundreds of thousands of acres in Illinois that did not get planted this year. We don't know that exact number, but it's going to be a big number. So that means there was the seed sales didn't happen. The you know mm. fertilizer and, and herbicide sales did not happen. Uh, the salesmen are lose commission. You know, on those mm. sales, the companies that sell it they they lose their profit on that. So there there's the first step. The second step in that 
is that, as you just mentioned, the farmers aren't going to have the resources. They're not going to have the revenue this year, so they they don't go out and replace equipment or you know put a put up a building. Uh, they're not spending the money because they don't have the money. Even those folks in it, most farmers, majority of farmers do carry federal crop insurance, but that's really as a as a safety net. It's not mm-hmm. to make money; it's to try to uh, prevent you from prevent losing. you from losing yeah. too much money, right? Yeah. Um, and then, what does this mean for the department? How does the Department of Agriculture respond to this? What's your your role? Well, and, and I mentioned I had a conversation with the governor last week, and uh, that was that was his question. You know, what what else can the state of Illinois do, and what what else can the Department of Ag do to to assist with farmers? And so we came up with a couple of things. The first one's pretty basic. We our website. Uh, simply didn't didn't really have the available resources it, it, there was no place that a farmer could go and say okay you know what what resources are available to me to help get answers to questions or you know possible assistance so we we put a link on our website we put all the state resources all the federal resources as far as uh, links to those uh, websites to uh, to consolidate that information into one one place that that's a pretty basic pretty simple step the second thing that we did, and really, uh, we, we think a, a really a good initiative, we came up with a cover crop program for farmers that were not able to get their acres planted this year. So if they took what's called prevented planting on, on their uh, federal crop insurance because they simply could not get their crop planted, uh, we wanted this cover crop initiative to try to encourage farmers to put cover crops on that fallow land, that land that's not going to get planted this year. And uh, so what we're trying to encourage them to do is to put a cover crop on it, which does a lot of things. Number one, it, it obviously is good for to uh, uh, prevent erosion prevent of the erosion, soil. Sure. Yeah. Uh, number two, it uh, uh, obviously it controls the weeds, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have a cover crop on there, a cover crop that you want, it, it suppresses uh, the weed growth. Uh, and then number three, and I probably maybe the most important thing is the uh, it does reduce nutrient runoff. So mm-hmm. the the nutrients that are in the soil, they need we want them to stay in the soil. Cover crops help uh, help keep those nutrients where they are instead of uh, you know leaching out and going into a water su- a water supply. So the general assembly comes back October late October uh, for the veto session. Do you think by that point you'll know? Um, We'll have a better, we'll certainly know more, obviously. We'll have a better handle. By then, we will know what the growing season was like. We, we'll, we will know about, you know, too much moisture, not enough moisture, frost, you know, more than likely uh, we're going to know that. We still won't have the harvest. The harvest will not be, it'll probably be underway, but I doubt that it's going to be completed. And uh, uh, so we just won't know really what the yields are. And that's going to determine how much money the farmers have in their pocket and whether they make money or, or hold, you know, stay even or, or lose money. If the size of the disaster is as big as it could be Potentially, at that point, right. is there possibly a legislative response? Is there anything that, um, whether it's disaster assistance, mm-hmm. whether low interest loans or... Well, Yes, uh, that that is a possibility that there, you know, we could set up the state of, of Illinois, uh, you know, the, for example, the state treasurer, Mike Frerichs, right now has a, a program, uh, low interest loans for beginning farmers. And uh, so that's a possibility. I think the comptroller also has a program out there to, to assist with farmers. So there could be some additional resources made available for those programs and or other programs 
Um, you know, there, as I, as I mentioned uh, a bit ago, most farmers carry federal crop insurance, and it's there for this very reason, you know, in the event of a disaster. Uh, but not all farmers do. And so there's, uh, you know, there, there could be, you know, some assistance made for those individuals that uh, have chosen not to do that. But uh, uh, it's, it's, there's, it's really kind of some limited resources that are available, and obviously it all takes money if we're really going to make a difference. So, but if the General Assembly makes a decision, they want to do something, absolutely. Okay, Director Sullivan, thank you very much. Great to talk to you, Peter. Thank you. That was John Sullivan, Director of the Illinois Department of Agriculture. So now we're back uh, with fellow reporter at Capital News Illinois, Jerry Nowicki. Uh, we just heard from the director of, of the Department of Agriculture, John Sullivan, talking about the disastrous planting season that they've had so far this spring. Um, that's kind of been the big news around the state. Several counties have been declared disaster areas. But other than the weather, uh, Jerry, what else has been going on in state government? So Re- Representative McAuliffe, the last remaining legislative Republican from Chicago, is stepping down. That's Representative Mike McAuliffe, right? Correct. And his senator, Senator John Mulroe, who's a Democrat, is also stepping down. So that district will have a lot of new options to choose from. Yeah. So what's the process here? Uh, Do the parties select the replacements until the next election? Yeah, there's a weighting to it that's based on the primaries, I believe. But it'd be the precinct committeemen um, from the district will have uh, to choose the successor. And it's looking like a suburban mayor uh, might be the choice for the Republicans. Okay. Uh, so there's going to be some turnover in the state house uh, when lawmakers return for the veto session in October. Uh, meanwhile, we're still waiting on several bills from the regular session. Uh, the capital bill, the bill that pays for the capital improvements plan, uh, those have been sent to the governor. Are you hearing anything about when those are going to be signed? haven't heard anything about that. The last thing I heard was that um, the cannabis marijuana legalization for adult use would be signed sometime next week. Yeah, and that's another one that a lot of people are waiting for. But back on the capital plan, the bill to fund it, this is the one that includes a lot of things people are very interested in. Uh, doubling of the motor, state motor fuel tax, uh, $1 per pack increase in the cigarette tax, and sports wagering. Uh, is going to be a new thing here in Illinois, along with six more land-based casinos in the state. A lot of changes for Illinois coming up. It is a lot of changes. And, you know, uh, just as we're sitting here, I'm realizing that the gas tax is supposed to take effect July 1, so he's going to have to sign that one next week uh, if if that's to occur. Um, but in terms of the sports betting, um, that the licenses for that and some of the increased revenues from uh, expansion of slots and all of that expansion of casinos um, that allowed a pretty robust capital plan um, without having to raise too many taxes I mean don't get me wrong there are new taxes and the the people will feel them but there could have been many more if not for that revenue from uh, gambling and the capital plan just to recap on that this is 41 billion dollars is that right yeah 41 billion I think it's over a six-year period and this is to fix uh, the state's roads and bridges, uh, uh, transportation infrastructure, but there's a lot more in, in the capital pl- 
plan besides just that? Uh, yeah, off the top of my head, it, I, it seems I seem to think that it would be about thirty billion um, for the roads, bridges, and 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 the stuff that would be funded by the motor fuel tax directly. And then there's another fifteen or so billion, or roughly, for uh, other projects like buildings at universities, uh, new science building, nursing buildings. Um, other stuff like that. And a small amount, I believe, for broadband deployment. Yeah, that's in, in the hundreds of millions, I think. So yeah. that would be a useful investment as well. Okay, well, that's it for this week on Capital Cast. Capital Cast is a production of Capital News Illinois, a news service of the Illinois Press Foundation. Until next time, I'm Peter Hancock, and thank you for listening.